Hi there, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Look for the Light, our HBO Last of Us podcast, where we go through every single episode of HBO's The Last of Us, dissect it, let us know, and let you know, not us know, we already know, let you know what we thought of the episode. Joining me this week is Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm sad. We uh, we just finished watching the episode, and it is just sadness, but we'll go into that. It's it's it is a sadness. Uh, it, Joshua Thompson. Oh, that was bad timing. I literally just put a dum dum in my mouth. <laughs> Sorry about I'm that one. Like <laughs> um, no, uh, I wish. I think people might want to wish that it was a dummy, but no, it's like a an American lollipop. It's a mystery pop flavor. Dum dums. Ah, oh. mm. nothing mystery mysterious about it. It's, it's orange. Right. Cool. Good talk, man. Good talk. How are you? Case solved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I did a double whammy of After Sun, and then I watched Left Behind like a day or so later. And Jesus Christ, that is a back to back. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's pretty intense. It was right. intense. And rattling off. Oh, enigmatic. Reaction foursome is the one and only cat. Hello. Hello there. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. I'm headache free, ready to take on the world. Hooray! <laughs> Way! And you celebrate about watching you, this dude? episode. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts. I've got a lot of thoughts because obviously I've never played the DLC. So I've come at it from like a whole different angle, mm. which is really exciting. So I've got a lot of thoughts. How are you, my dude? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I've got um, in the middle of a little bit of time off, which is nice. Um, oh, very nice. How long have you got uh, off in a row? Um, this is day two of three. Oh, nice. Uh, nice little break. So a, a nice little break, indeed. Uh, yeah, I found from Ben and Jerry's Mint Wonderland today. Very happy about that. Well, did you? Where did you find that? I found it in uh, co-op. Which co-op? Wellington Road. Okay, 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 um, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, that made me very happy. So I sat down, watched episode one of The Mandalorian with Ben and Jerry's. Can't really go wrong. To be honest, it was pretty gosh darn sweet. Uh, Miles, have you watched Mandalorian yet? No, because I had to watch The Last of Us today, so not yet. Uh, but I will. I will. This is one I will actually watch. I'm thinking we need to start our um, one mini Star Wars reviews again in the podcast. It'll be never ending. There's so much content. <laughs> well, you didn't watch the bloody Boba Fett, did you? Yeah, well, that one didn't deserve to be watched from the two true. episodes that I managed to suffer through. <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay, I'll let you off on that one. Thank you. <laughs> Hello from that one. But we're not talking about The Mandalorian. We're talking about The Last of Us. Episode 7, Left Behind, of course, based on the games, the original games DLC. Now, this is interesting because, as you may have heard already, Kat never played the DLC. Why have you never played the DLC? Kat, just out of curiosity. I, I have no idea. I think it was just something that I didn't have. So I, like, didn't... I don't know. I think when I played The Last of Us, it was just before university and i didn't take my playstation initially with me because it wasn't 
mine because I had an Xbox. Mm. I think it was just like a cause of like I didn't have it at the time and then I've never just never been able to just go back. Right. Um so I think it's not because I didn't care for it or I didn't want to, didn't see it or whatever. I think it is just genuine, but I really, 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 really want to play it now. So I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, it wasn't my... gone. I believe it's in one of the PS Plus extra premium things somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah, but that would have probably been before I had my PlayStation 4 back. Yeah, I'm just thinking... There is e- easy access to it now, somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, it will be somewhere. It will be, like, somewhere eventually. And also, like, The Last of Us isn't on my account, so I do have an excuse to buy The Last of Us Part 1 because I platinumed it on a different PlayStation under a different name, which is very sad, very <laughs> angry. <laughs> fuck that dude. He fucking cheated on me, and now he has my PlayStation Platinum. Um, oh, fuck that guy. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So... Yeah, so I do have an excuse to play part one when it's not seventy pounds. Um, and yeah, I'll give last, I'll I'll give Left Behind a a bash. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't out of hate. It wasn't like a I don't give a shit. It, I think it was just natural timing didn't match up, and you know, then you have games to play, and then life happens, and then you get PS4, and then you get PS5. You know, life happens. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll come to you first. Then, what did you make of the episode? I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts because, of course, I didn't know. Like what it was about. I had to pause like ten minutes in because I didn't understand the flashback. <laughs> like they did this like weird like shot where they put like a filter over the screen where it's like all flickery. And I was like, is this a flashback? Is this a like what is this like a it felt like a student shot where they were like, we have to tell the audience this is a flashback. <laughs> um but um yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I was expecting to be a lot sadder, so I initially kind of I guessed that. You know, also, I'm going to take into consideration that people would have watched the episode if they listened to this. So, like, I got that she, she was going to get bitten, okay? She, you know, it gets, you know, Ellie talks about the fact that she has to kill somebody, like, four episodes ago, or she's had to kill someone before. Um, Obviously, you don't see it. And I guess that's my main point. I feel it could have been taken further. And even if it was just an extra five minutes of her and them going through the night together I would have really liked to see maybe them both falling asleep like assuming that they were both going to wake up dead or wake up you know infected and I'd have liked to have seen the scene that played out where Ellie realizes that she is still human and she has to leave her or she has to kill her or she has to run away from her and I feel like that scene probably wouldn't have taken very long and I although they would have done although they did a similar scene with Sam and Henry where you know she they wait up together and and she goes you know over to him I feel like it could have been done with a different nuance with them too because it is very sad because it's very very heavily insinuated that obviously they are now knowing that each of them are going to die but at least they're going to die together and that's really sad and it's like you were play- you're saying goodbye but now it really is goodbye because you're both dead like but there is something i think that would have been really fucking heartbreaking to see um, and I know that Last of Us have done it, like in in couple of scenes. We there are lots we haven't seen, and it's very insinuated. So it's like, oh, like like Frank and Bill, for example. We didn't see 
that happened. We didn't see, you know, we didn't need to. But I, I feel like they could have pushed it further. They did a lot of, lot, lot of build up for a very quick shit. We've been bitten. Oh my god, what are we gonna do? Cry, cry, cry. The end. Then she's back in the room with Joel. And I'm like, no, go back to waking up. Like, even if she was to stitch, and it was to go back to that day where she wakes up or she they do something or she realizes that she's turning before and then she realizes that she never t- I don't know. I felt like it could have gone further, but it was very, very sad. I think a lot of emotion was insinuated and had at the time. But also as well, I'm coming from a place where I finally got the perspective of somebody who has not played the game. So mm. which is interesting because I wonder how I would have reacted in different areas because I guess what you guys have that I don't is the nuanced relationship that that plays out in the game so your attachments are already there for left behind you know Riley you know the story you know what's going to happen so you already have that expectation that emotion that kind of and I think there is we were talking about it on the slack weren't we that difference between watching a game and playing a game and this is kind of that I've watched the relationship I haven't played the relationship um, and there's something a little bit more special about it being in your own hands. Um, yeah. So I didn't feel as sad when I just I felt sad. I was like, oh, that is really sad because they've both been bitten. And I kind of forgotten that that would be where well, Ellie gets bitten. I kind of had like, temporarily forgotten that, oh, shit. Yeah, she gets bitten, too. Um, or, oh, wow, that's where she gets bitten kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it is very, very sad to think, oh, now they're going to die together. But she's not actually going to die. Um, but I, I felt like they could push it further. They pushed it so gut-wrenchingly with Frank and Bill. And maybe that was on purpose. Maybe they didn't want to do that again. But Yeah, I think you might have answered your own question there. I think yeah. With, with Bill and Frank and Sam and Henry, I think, especially with Sam and Henry, it's yeah. like it would be it would be retreading that thing again. I think. It would be. And I think that maybe given the choice, I would choose to, to see this than opposed to Sam and Henry. Mm. I would have chosen that. I don't. I think that's because Ellie is so important to The Last of Us, and it's Ellie's relationship, and she's already, um, she's already mentioned this to Joel. She hasn't mentioned it in so many words, but this is this is her Sarah, you know. And so I think I would have preferred to see the the, the heart wrench of her waking up, or I say she's waking up, but the heart wrench of realizing that she is not turning and she has to do something with that whether that's leave her behind. It's literally called left behind. You left her behind. And I think a lot of it was up to the imagination, which is fine. It's Joel, oh, that's, uh, it's Joel that's left behind. That's the, yeah. that's the title. Yeah, but... but Okay, well, I didn't see it like that. I see what you're saying, <laughs> but I didn't see it like that. <laughs> in my mind, because obviously she leaves him in the main game. Because you do yeah. all the thing with the main game, so like, uh, like, so for me, the left behind DLC is her leaving her behind. In my mind, I've never watched the DLC. I have no idea what happened. So I had to ask Miles at the end, did they do everything? Like, because of course we're Bill and Frank. Obviously, Frank isn't in the bloody game. Um, he is, but he's a very different personality and he's very different characters portrayed in a very different way. So I, I asked him and I said, is that exactly how the game pans out? And actually, apparently, it is. It's very interesting. Apart from you see, you do see the end. You do see her. Um, 
you don't see anything. You, you see Ellie's her. just forced to run because there's a group of infected, so you don't get any closure. But you see that Ellie has to leave, so it's not like left on a so left like her this behind. Is... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's me. That's that's me. But yeah, it was very interesting. Um, and I wonder if when because my mum was like, because I'm like, oh my god, Bill and Frank, oh my god, it's so sad. And I was like, was it? And I'm like, how fucking dare you, you absolute cold giant. <laughs> and I'm like, is it because she hasn't played the game? Obviously, my mum would be rubbish playing the game. She barely like she, she's good at wee bowling and that's about it like but mm. yeah it, it's that relationship of like it was interesting to see it from someone who who didn't know what was coming or or didn't have any dog in the race whereas i had a dog in the race with bill and frank even though frank wasn't alive not, not alive not not alive uh, not in the not in the game sure um right yeah <laughs> um it's i think it was wonderful um i think that was um in terms of a recreation, it was um, super. We'll get into it, but uh, yeah, it was um, it was great. Um, Josh, you felt it pretty hard this time. It would seem. Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think <laughs> it was after after sun. So uh, I mean, that makes you emotionally fragile anyway. After watching that film, and then uh, Left Behind was just uh, the only cherry on top. Um, yeah, I, I was, when you guys were talking, I was wondering, well, how did it end and left behind? Um, and I guess Miles answered it. So, <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, it's it's strange because the way we digested it as DLC in the game, uh, you really, like, when, when do you play that? Like, if you've played the game first because it came out first, then obviously left behind is going to be an afterthought. Um for people that may have never experienced the game prior, do they even look at Left Behind until they finish it, or is it something they do first? Um, but this show kind of addresses like a pivotal moment for Ellie, uh, Ellie's feelings towards Joel in the show, and I guess it, it kind of in turn is this sort it is part of the game as well, of like um, like leaving someone behind, I guess. Um, because that was it, wasn't it? Joel was telling her to go, and then she was about to. But then it, this whole flashback triggered kind of the the spur of the, the spur on to be like, no, I'm not going to. Like, I'm gonna try and fix this. Like everyone else has like died. Let me try and, but you know, not leave this person behind. Um. So in that sense, I think it it's woven in really nicely. Uh, and it's done it a service by tying it into the main story as opposed to being DLC for the game. Um, I'd even like I'd even like that as a, like a moment for part one to have done uh, for the game to have that kind of interlinking in the story as opposed to still being a separate uh, playable thing. Um, I do think. I think they glossed over a couple of the quiet moments that you get to enjoy with the with the um, game, but I do understand that we've got a runtime here of uh, about an hour. Uh, but there is so much that you kind of like get between the conversations between those mo- those big moments that you see in in the episode that are lost in it a little bit, and it does in the end. I think make the relationship a little bit more clunky and less um, less like realistic 
in terms of like kind of like the build up to their sort of are warming to their relationship together and what what they end up kind of coming to terms with is that they both you know they're into each other however that i that dancing scene and kind of like uh bella ramsey being all flustered over it and you you know it's coming and you're just kind of like you know you're grinning from ear to ear over it um, oh my god yeah bella ramsey was fucking brilliant this episode i thought <laughs> yeah honestly i mean I, and storm reed as well she's kind of like the one like you know you coming from euphoria kind of probably being like uh one of the bigger roles that i've i've seen her in recent in recent memory um and just kind of like the energy of uh zendaya's sister and that and kind of just yeah she's just she was phenomenal was about it and i'm glad that it was someone that kind of uh just i don't know what to say like she's a bit she's a bit character in euphoria for the most part like you barely see her but this one you kind of like get more of a center stage of an episode with her i just like seeing storm reed act because i think she's phenomenal um and she's got a film in the like searching universe coming out called missing which i'll be interested in watching um but yeah it was a good episode i I'm. I don't know if I'd say it. I it, it kind of felt like a little bit of a lull for the season overall, um, but I think that's just because it's not a present moment. It is a flashback, and for you know TV shows in general, flashback episodes are always kind of like the moment where things kind of dip down and like kind of like not as interesting. But they made it as good as possible. So it was. Um, so you thought it was probably the the least exciting episodes ever, or intriguing, or uh, you, at this point, this late in the season, you just want to see the story sort of move forward. Yeah, I think so. Like you know, when I, I think there's people's complaints about kind of some of the episodes feeling quite rushed, and the journey and overall being quite rushed. Like there is definitely a pace to it that's kind of a lot goes moves on a lot more swiftly than than the game does. Um, there is only a couple of moments that I do think is rushed, but to have a whole episode on this whilst others other parts of the the game is kind of glossed over a little bit, it I mean, I do see the importance of the moment for a character development, but it is like a, a quiet moment as opposed to that's taken precedent over kind of the moving pieces that we're seeing during you know, the present time. And I think had maybe the episode not shown Joel uh, living and breathing, that would have been like an even more, like for people that didn't know, like that would have been an even more like, oh my God, is he dead? I've watched a whole other hour of this show and I still don't know if he's alive or dead. Um, That would have been like really like fun as like an audience expectation of like, we still want one more week to find out if he's alive or dead. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would have been only fun. <laughs> you see the internet sort of blow up in that way. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> is he alive or not? Yeah, but there we are. Um, they have chose to show him. I mean, that that is about as much as Joel as you get in, in Left Behind anyway, isn't it? 
is um, yeah, him lying on the ground essentially, and yeah, being yeah. kept warm by uh, by Ellie. Um, Miles, what did you make of the episode? Uh, I think for once I'm the opposite in a good way. <laughs> this oh my god! One of, this is one of my favorite episodes of the season so far, and I do agree that elements of it are rushed. I think missing out on the water gun fight in particular is a bit of a miss because that would have felt like a really like upbeat way of holding that moment in um in the series too. But I think thematically, Left Behind is incredibly important, um, especially for understanding Ellie's character. But also a little bit of development with Joel's later, which I can't talk about because it will be spoilers. But the whole theme of this is about having to leave people behind. And that's like part of what the nucleus of the entire game's story is, is like your connection to people. And you can see in this episode, like having to leave Riley. I think I do agree with Kat in the sense that I like the way that you're never told specifically what happens to Riley, both in the game and presumably in the show. But I do think there is an element of, in the game, there is a mob of infected and Ellie is forced to run, which means you don't get closure and we don't know what happens, only Ellie does. And because we're in the perspective of Joel for the majority of the game, that makes sense. Um, So it's kind of left ambiguous on purpose so that you can't really understand Ellie's like trauma towards it right to the end. And I think that adds like a layer to a character that there's a bit of unknown that you just don't get. Um, And I think they could have, like Kat said, maybe touched on just having like a bit where Ellie is either forced to run or she has to leave or something, even if they leave it open-ended, how it all kind of concludes. Um, But just having that little bit of a touch would have helped. Having said that, I think one of the things that stood out to me during the season, I think I mentioned it before, is the use of the music from the games is masterful. Like, I was quite livid in the last episode that they didn't use the choice at the moment when Joel and Ellie leave the cabin, um, in the game anyway, um, when Joel then agrees to take Ellie um, further onto the Fireflies. But where they put it in in this episode, where they both look at each other and realise they've been bitten, that instantly just got all my feels going and i was like jesus christ that is phenomenal of all the places i would never have thought to put that piece of music putting it there is pretty amazing um and i think they just captured like the the aura valley like the escalator scene i think is going to be one that's a going to be memed a little bit but also i think it really captures like ellie's naivety and her like innocence in this world of not understanding half of what you know the modern world was um and there's just some really good moments of levity in here that I think the season kind of needs after like multiple horrendous episodes of bad things happening. Um, I do agree it did feel a little bit rushed in places, but I just think in terms of understanding Ellie's perspective, particularly coming off the back of the scene with her and Joel, where she talks about everyone dying or leaving, this contextualizes so much. And it's finally the moment where, particularly in the show, they do this a bit more, where they've shown now Joel and Ellie have had their moment of realising they need each other. Um, and I think when you look at the title of the the DLC and of this episode, like that's a really massive point. So, yeah, I think for me, I was like, thematically, I was, I was loving it. And as much as I wish there could have been a bit more thrown in just to kind of flesh it out a bit more, um, I really enjoyed this episode, and I think it's probably one of the most important in terms of the overall story. But that's from my side, anyway. I was going to ask you about the choice, 
Oh, I'm gonna say, did you notice it? <laughs> I did, and I just, I absolutely adore that piece of music. And I also love the so in the the DLC, the music that plays when they first enter and Riley turns on the lights for Ellie. There's like this little backing track that's almost like a hum. And they actually play that when Ellie's reading all of the pun jokes and you can choose to keep reading as many as you want, Riley. And it was like one of those pieces of music where you listen to and I like fell in love with it when I played the game. And so when they used it there as well, I was like, God damn it, stop using all the best music in one episode. I can't cope. <laughs> um, but yeah, the choice, I was really surprised when it wasn't in that episode, but I think it was worth them holding out on it it's little things like that that make this series worth watching for me and doesn't just feel like a retread because they're using little details and switching them around in really meaningful ways um so yeah did you did you appreciate that as well i did as soon as i heard it i was like oh no choice right now (laughs) Um, and yeah i was uh, it it got me big time but uh yeah i did think of you as well i was like i'm also gonna appreciate that oh i really did placed perfectly i thought yeah no fully and it's it's amazing how well you know me that you knew that that would get me as well <laughs> <laughs> well we talk about we talk about the choice a lot and it's also the um the theme to this podcast if you didn't know um yes. if you ever listened back it's there and um that was a choice that was my choice by going <laughs> mars will appreciate that as so i put the choice in this it was the music. choice <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was it was the absolute right call at that moment because you know, Ellie at that moment, you know, she doesn't, she has no idea that she's immune and the devastation on her face, you know, it's, um, it's a wonderful moment. And yeah, well done. Neil just Jackman. comes to life. Nailed yeah, it. Just comes to life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nailed it. Um, uh, right then let's uh, talk about it in a, in a sort of broader sense. Um, everyone off mute. Let's have a chat. Like we're getting drunk at a table. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, now, did we spot the uh, another link to part two in this episode? The Take On Me tape? Nope. Did I get it right? Ding, ding, ding. No. Take. Oh. The, um... <laughs> <laughs> no. I got it right. <laughs> um, one of the four wonders um, that Riley was describing uh, when walking Eddie around the mall um, the final one, well, not the final one, the second to final one was the pun book. And before that, um, Ellie was going, is, there, is it a new shirt? Is it a dinosaur? Oh, yeah. And oh. That's, that, that's a nice, lovely link to when she's oh, uh, hugging Joel. Little... Yeah. I think she does say it in the DLC as well. I think. I don't remember. I, I, oh. I will say it's been, it's been two or three years since I played Left Behind. Yeah. Obviously, it's very much sticks in the memory because it's so fucking awesome. But it's, uh, yeah, it was those little moments that I didn't quite remember. But mm, I um, think, um, but it's probably foreshadowed for both anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to the set design again. Oh, my God, um, and that's a lot of licenses as well. They've used a lot of actual stores and actual games. In this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking combat too. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was wondering who's paying who for that. Yeah, are, are the shops paying them to be in the, in the, so, shop in the like HBO, use us. Yeah, yeah. And and then I started thinking, were you were you around in that time? 
Were you? Yeah. Were you? Like the uh-huh. Esprit. Like I was like, I've never seen you before 2010. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> who, who cares? Yeah. I mean, the mall itself was absolutely incredible. I think it's the most believable the set's ever been uh, for the show mm. so far, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, talking about believability, I think one of my favourite kind of changes is that in the game, there's quite a lot of um, runners and clickers in the, mm. in the mall by the end. The fact that it was mm. just one, just like, is it just adds to kind of the severity of even just one can just mess up everyone. And it's not about, it wasn't, it was not gamified. It was more of the more grounded TV show, realistic route where it was like, yeah, all it takes is the one person to savage you and then it's over and it's, yeah, I just quite like that. It was a bit more of a subtle, like, failure of um, even if you want to have a great time, like, you're not safe anywhere outside of mm. kind of your respective zones. They, yeah. I think they did that on what you're talking about there, Josh, is what they did on purpose when they went to in the very second episode when mm. you first see a clicker where they said yeah. that like they purposely only made it one clicker because they wanted you to know how dangerous just one of them are. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, uh, you know, to, to, to show that it does take three people to potentially overcome just one um, mm. or two. Um, and that, you know, just because you have two doesn't necessarily mean that, that you know, it, it's going to be easy. Um, they wanted to purposely show the sheer strength of them still um, and how it, you know, it's so, yeah, I think that carries on from their own lore of that, of, like you said, it is just as scary, you're not safe anywhere. And, and one is just as scary as, or just as threatening and just as dangerous as, as 50. I'm surprised they haven't quite played on just yet. Um, the thing that they say at the beginning about how they're all connected underground like there's mm-hmm. there's not really been much much of that since that I was like oh my god they're probably going to really play on that that's probably going to really fuck some shit up and it flipped yeah. sh- some shit up like 10 minutes later but it hasn't really fucked anything else up since since then maybe maybe it's to come um, but yeah oh, that would have been yeah, a nice thought, kind of yeah. that might have been something to do that might have been something that could have been done well in the mall of like that I th- one yeah scene. i thought that we were gonna, i thought we were going to get like a couple of shots of like they're jumping around or they're like running around their mm. footstep reverberating onto like tendrils yeah a really good opportunity to do that mm. um yeah that's literally a thought i just had like 10 seconds ago but um <laughs> i just think i just think that if i don't know if, if, if that was the case i mean eddie and Ryder would have been absolutely fucked yeah, true. It's, it's yeah, hard to make it believable you can escape from that, especially with how quick they are. <laughs> like they wouldn't like, just be bitten; they'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> but she does pieces. say at the beginning of the episode, like, Shh, listen, and uh, as to the arcades, and that could have been like a sign that they're not in the mall, but they're outside. They're like, holy shit! Like something's happened that they've come from the outside. They're coming into the mall. I think um, you got to remember they're in a quarantine zone still in the show. No, at this point, okay, it's sealed fine. off, but it's still a quarantine zone. Fine, and I think fine, 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 fine. The, okay. the tendril stuff is going to come in more of a factor in the next episode because where the game goes yeah. from here is well, yes. maybe not, it might be the one after. Is there nine no, episodes? The one after, the probably. There's nine. There's, there's nine. Oh, yeah. So maybe like towards the end of the next episode, it'll be more of a factor yeah. potentially. Yeah, but, true, true. No, um, um, 
No Robin Sparkles. I thought that was weird. Oh my god, that's so funny you say that because in the when mall. she was going into the mall, I was like, "Let's go to the mall," <laughs> and like obviously I couldn't say that loud because Miles wouldn't have got it because I've only just showed him that like in a TikTok like a couple of months ago. But in my head, I was like, "Let's go to the mall yeah. today." I was really hoping they'd, like, they'd they'd blast it out, but I was like, they wouldn't have seen how I met your mother. <laughs> so it's fine. No. It's was it on fine. in 2010 or 2003 or whatever the fuck? Yeah, I don't in. think it was, no. I don't think it was. I think it was a bit after that. Um, How I Met Your Mother was never made in the last of us universe. Can I mention something that of is course. a little bit um, like my favourite bit and then I'll shut the fuck up? And Miles okay. kept taking the piss out of me, but maybe it's, uh, it's from a perspective that maybe Miles might not understand. I wasn't but... taking the piss out of you. It was just the way you were like really attached to the idea of it's it. Like you were fully all in. I... <laughs> no, I was fully all in because it's a thing, and it's and weirdly, I was just looking on my Instagram, and someone else has said the exact same thing. So there is something so beautifully shot and reacted to by Bella Ramsey, and that is the gay awakening she has on the carousel. And you can pinpoint exactly where that is. And it might not be, you know, obviously it's the, I think everyone who is, and everyone's like, what's the gay awakening? We're going to have a straight awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, people are going to know what I mean. If, if anybody is queer, gay, bi, it is a thing. It, and she honestly, she does, she does it so amazing. Like, give that girl a fucking Oscar just for that reaction. Because the way that she does it, she looks at her, she looks at her, she looks at her, she looks away. You can see her contemplating with herself. You can see her start to really affirm and confirm her own feelings. Um, you can see her try and fight against it a little bit. You can see her try and really be like, really? Is that what we're thinking? Okay, that's weird. But I'm really excited about it. Mm, okay, cool. And I kept, and I was all in. And I thought Bella Ramsey really played that off because I think a lot of people notice will notice. I'm going to go on Twitter in a minute. But I think a lot of people, <laughs> if if you're part of LGBTQ plus, and or even if you know, maybe maybe it is a maybe it's just a straight thing as well. But like, it's a thing. Well, it's the first thing. thing I the first thing I do at the end of every episode after you know crying insistently is um. <laughs> I, I check up on the hashtag and I see what people thought of the episode. And yeah, I haven't been able to do that because first, I only just watched it. The first, um, like five or six tweets I see is this episode is just by panic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. does it really say? Let me see. I'm t- and Miles is just like, why? You th-? I was like, it's a thing. I was like, no, no. My there is a... is like, it doesn't have to be an awakening. It's just, I've always just seen it as like their two best friends, and Ellie just realizes that she's more than just friends with her. And like, I didn't yes, have to, I just that, didn't see it as like the like... awakening part. That's all. I just I thought I like kind of a... saw that. I thought I kind of saw that uh, at the window of Victoria's Secret, like at the end. Yeah, when she does yes. her hair, doesn't she? Like when yeah, Riley, yeah, yeah, when, yeah, like yeah. when Riley says, I could see you in that. Yeah, like, you start to like see like light. little glimmers, and it's on yeah. the carousel where she's like, "Hmm, this is a thing." Like, yeah. and then in the, in the window before, she's like, "Is this?" A... It's like, like a little you, bit, you of, a little a bit of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol, you made a joke some, that you've like losing your inhibitions. Off. Yeah, and the, the way that she looks at her with like it is, if you go back and just watch that, it's just she absolutely fucking nails it. Oh, look at this hashtag. And but I love yeah, that they that's... they hold off the kiss until that exact moment as well. Um, yeah, it, it's, they kiss it's, in the it's, game. 
Yes, exactly. It's the exact same <gasps> moment, but it's like Bella plays it with such intensity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like the, the, the relief of Riley saying, okay, I'll stay. And it's like, of course. Mm. I mean, if, okay, look, if Mars was going to go away for like the rest of his life and we had one night together in the mall and then I said, Miles, don't go. And, he, and he'd go, okay, of course I'd kiss him on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> of course be, I would. It'll be that cinnamon smelling hug all over again. Yeah. Oh my God, what's really funny is I'm actually looking at the hashtag. And like people have screenshotted the like exact look where she kind of looks a bit worried and confused, but also accepting at the same time. Mm. She pulls honestly, it's such a it's amazing how she's done it. Fair fucking play to her. There's I a... actually think oh sorry, Ross. Sorry, man, go on. I was just gonna say, I actually think they got the moment of the actual kiss down a little bit better than the game does. I think the game does the build up to it better because it's more subtle and they've got more time to kind of explore it. But like the actual moment of the kiss, like I think you touched on it, Josh. They both just did a great job in the acting in general for the episode. But like that moment, I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" yeah like you finally got there. Like that's awesome. Mm. Like I think they just really captured like the intensity and the emotion of the moment. And like like you said, seeing Bella's face like afterwards and like the relief and the happiness and the joy, like you can just feel it. It's awesome. Yeah, there's a great um, reaction couple on YouTube. There are. Believe they're a lesbian couple. I'm sorry if they're not. I'm pretty sure they are. Um, and they were watching this episode like, like we were watching Spider Man turn up in the in, in the way <laughs> home. You know, they were absolutely <laughs> losing their minds at it, and it was really cool. So it's you know, it's if if nothing else, this episode is definitely uh, tapped into, um, in, in into that community, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it's meaningful, mm. and it's good that they're managing to do that. And still, like you said, capturing the moments from the game so perfectly at the same time. Like, they really are getting the balance phenomenally well. And I actually did look at the Metacritic because I was interested in this. And the two episodes that have been the lowest rated user-wise are the episode with Bill and Frank and this episode. Oh, and it's just, <laughs> it's just really sad that people can't, like, Why? get over the fact that you can have, like, lesbian, gay, bi characters, whatever. And get a fucking hobby. can't. Just enjoy the show, like it's good. Mm-hmm. And these are characters, like just let it be. Like, but yeah, well, it's like the game's been out for ten years, and The Last of Us is still one of the gayest things in video games. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how have you not worked this out yet? <laughs> you know, and it and it and it continues to be Last of Us Part Two. I mean, bloody hell, I won't go into it, but you know, it's this like times a thousand. Yeah, it always made me laugh with part two and like the uproar about it because I was like, Left Behind already showed us this. We know this. This is her character. It's who she is. Like, what? Mm. what's the problem here? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Josh, did I jump in then? Um, yeah, I, I was kind of just going off on like a different thought. Uh, kind of like that earlier in the episode with the flashback, we get a lot more of like uh, pre the time where they go to the shopping mall um, which we don't get in the in the game, where we actually see spend some time inside the QZ and speaking to uh, are they an officer? Is is that what their their rank is? Officer, I believe so. The, yeah, yeah um, and kind of the the reasoning for Riley to leave as being garbage detail, and then uh, Ellie's character also being bullied do you think is is this kind of 
subtle hints to this prejudice that we're talking about on a meta level is that some people have like different views on what people should be so they're going to use their prejudice and use it on them by you know bullying them putting them places where they don't want to be seen stuff like that or is um, it is it a bit more more deeper than that more of like a their, their personalities are not fit for the QZ I think that's a really interesting point I think mm. um I think maybe perhaps when society breaks down then maybe people's prejudices do come out a lot more because they're not they're just trying to survive, you know, and mm-hmm. so they sort of become their what sort of animalistic selves, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, like the survival instincts. And from there, Riley becomes serious detail. Um, and they're trying to help Ellie to become something better. Mm. Um, they see Ellie as Ellie. They they, they say it, don't they? they say Ellie, you're super smart. You can't waste it, which is something I'm sure we've all heard once in our lives. Um, at yeah. some point. <laughs> and. Um, you know, the fact that she chose the key, that she wanted a better life for herself. But, you know, perhaps, you know, if things worked out differently, they maybe they wouldn't have taken that on. Maybe she would have gone into garbage detail just to be near Riley. Um, and that's... Yeah, I think there is there is that possibility. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my take on it. Uh, Miles, have you got any more? Yeah, I, I've just kind of seen it as like... The Fireflies and Fedra are obviously always set up as like polar opposites. Like Fedra are very kind of autocratic. It's very kind of controlling, but it's for the benefit and the safety of the whole in theory. But you can see like the corruption seeping in of like officers get treated better. The guy says himself, like you get your own room, you get heating, you're cooling, like you get all the benefits of like a better life. But you have to toe the line. And if you don't toe the line, then you get thrown into garbage detail or shot. Like that's just how it is. Whereas the fireflies are kind of that more like socialistic or like communistic perspective of everyone should have the equal opportunity and, you know, what's available should be dished out fairly. And, but then it's kind of the idea of can a actual community survive and thrive in this kind of environment and this world. And I think they're trying to give a bit more onus to that because it's in the game, but like Fedro just dickheads in the game. Like they're just these pieces of shit. And the fireflies are also just portrayed as like, because Joel is the one who usually is the vessel to, to to define the world for us. He's very much like, Fireflies are great in theory, but they also suck because they can't make any of their things happen and people don't live that way. And I think the show is trying to do a little bit more with like, we're going to show you why Fedra are this way. And actually, while it does work, you have to sacrifice a lot. And while the Fireflies way also works, you also have to sacrifice a lot. Um, so I just saw it as like a way of demonstrating that inequality and that there's these competing political systems even when the world has gone to shit and in theory politics shouldn't exist anymore it still does um so that was kind of my take on it yes good points amazing points um there's there's some great um sort of light-hearted moments um particularly the electric stairs yeah that is awesome um, that was very cool. I know we mentioned it already very briefly, but it's I've never I it's it's like a puppy seeing a tennis ball for the first time. You know, it was Yeah, and I think she does that really well. That's a really hard thing to act because you can't go over the top because then it just looks fake and the audience don't buy into it. But like, how do you fucking fake seeing something for the first time? Like that's really, really difficult to do. Um, and she does that numerous times, which I think is really, really, really like just such a credit to her acting because it's so believable. 
you are in such belief that um Riley is, you know, been there for a couple of days, like she doesn't give a fuck about the stairs. The stairs are the stairs. Yeah, they were cool. She's over it. But like Ellie is like she she could stay on the stairs all night and she'd be happy. Like, if yeah. that would be if that was the surprise, she'd lose her shit. <laughs> yeah. Um Mortal Kombat 2 wasn't in the game, was it? Yes, it was. Not in the game. Uh, no, it's oh, not in the oh, game. I see, I see, I see. No, I was being like... there. It's called like slicing viper or something viper in the yeah, game. But yeah. they just use Mortal Kombat 2 because Melina looks like one of the characters that they used in it. Right, yeah. yeah I was just oh, trying yeah, to no remember. I thought you meant in the show then. I was like, yeah, we just saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still um, the fatality but... moments core. Cool. Yeah. And thank you to Neil Dropman for teaching us all how to do a fatality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually went through the buttons one by one. I was like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm um, surprised there wasn't like a Konami code in there or something. Yeah, I've not played Mortal Kombat 2 for a long, long time, but one day, if I ever go back, now I know how to do the fatality. So <laughs> that's much appreciated. Um, another fantastic pun book as well. Um Yeah. Just just some great stuff. There's I think there are some from the game and there are some that they've added as well, which is nice. It's a nice, um a nice a nice combination of the two. Oh man, what an episode. Um, I really did love it, actually. It felt like I know Left mm. Behind is such a heartbreaking story, but it's it's such a it's such a pivotal part of Eddie's growth, and it's such an important moment. Um, I think people are still looking at it as a filler episode, and I don't think it is. I think it's so important to like Eddie's helping of Joel essentially in that moment. You know, you saw her eyes widen when she worked out that she could actually um, suit to his wound, and she was like somewhat really proud of herself, and. It was just it was just a look, just a single look, and then it got to black. And it was fantastic. So um so yeah, I mean that's left behind. Is there anything else that we wanted to discuss while we were here? I don't think so. My god, have we covered everything? Oh my god. Yeah, I think that's it to be fair. Wow. Um shout out to the uh the photo booth as well. Another great moment. Yeah. They did the photo booth. Like, I've seen the side by sides on Twitter now, and they've done that spectacularly. Yeah. Yeah. There's more choices in the game, but uh, you'll see that. I don't want to spoil the game for you. This is very <laughs> awkward. <awesome. laughs> I can't spoil part two for the okay, listener. Can't, <laughs> can't spoil Left Behind for the cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, then. Well, that was um, episode seven Left Behind. We're getting to the end, guys. There's not much left. Oh my god! This looks like two more episodes, and this, I'm getting really sad because this is definitely one of the best programs I've ever seen, and I just don't think I'm gonna love part two. So I'm sad because oh, I don't want it come to end. On now. I will say, be so interesting. I am having a lot more hope for part two with the changes they've made in this series oh, and how they're doing it. Yeah. So I'm actually feeling a bit better about it. But yeah, okay, we'll see. Um. Because remember that we really hated that game, Miles, and they are doing the game very, very closely. <laughs> yeah, but they're doing it differently so, now. So, you know, I want to be optimistic. Somewhat, somewhat, but it's still going to be the fucking game. I you know, say but that I want to be an optimist. We'll see, we'll see. I just want to be an optimist. Have, has I mean, like luckily, no flaws luckily, in it. luckily, it'll be fucking shorter, so that's good. <laughs> no, they no, they said it was going to be longer. They said part two could cover multiple seasons. Yeah. Craig Mason said did that they it really? might. I'll yeah, well, actually do some be, storytelling then. <laughs> part, part two might be seasons two and three. Okay. I'm all right with that. Brilliant. 
Maybe they'll actually oh, do the story properly this time. <laughs> it was an interesting um, discussion today I saw online. It said, would you want The Last of Us Part 3 to be season four of the show only? Because evidently it's much, much quicker to make a TV show than it is to make a video game. Yeah. As in, like, mm. season four comes out and then they make the video game on season four. No, there's no video game at all. It's just a TV series. Oh, okay. So, like, as in, like, that's the canon, and they would say this would would have been the game. Yeah, I'd say. I okay. wouldn't be mad at it. No, I wouldn't mad at that. I think it's better than no, not getting I the don't... story at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got to be careful what we say, I guess, because it's kind of like maybe we should do after this a part two season two spoiler special prediction (laughs) (laughs) and we can air and talk about all our shit and then if they want the spoilers you know we can give we can talk about spoilers it's amazing that we're doing a spoiler special for a spoiler special series (laughs) (laughs) every episode essentially is a series of spoiler specials but we're doing a spoiler special (laughs) <laughs> but Slash the spoilers spoiler free oh, the spoilers that spoiler. were too spoilery yeah yeah present spoilers only <laughs> yeah you'll love part two miles until they do six episodes of just abby walking around oh fuck me oh, oh. when you said season two and three i was just like oh is season two going to be one perspective season three is going to be the other is it going to be complete seasons <laughs> Of yeah. the same, the same moments, I guess, lived through different uh, perspectives. Like the Lion King one and Lion King, no, Lion King one and Lion King three, because <laughs> Lion King three is um, Lion King one's perspective through um, Timon and Pumbaa. It's true, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> oh god, the last shot of season two is going to be. I gave you your life, it. and you wasted it. <laughs> Cut to black. Season three, <laughs> just Abby. Ugh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, go play The Last of Us Part Two, or listen to our podcast on it, or listen to our podcast yeah. on it. That's even that, that's much quicker, actually. That's much yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is much much quicker than playing the second game of The Last of yeah. Us. It's two hours oh. as opposed to twenty five. Indeed, indeed. But it's nowhere near as extraordinary. So, no, um, I disagree. I think our podcast was better. I disagree. I think I think we're <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh, we're fucking great, but we're not as great as the last of us part two. But that's uh, no, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to know why Cat and Miles are so dismissive on the last of us part two, <laughs> go into our podcast, the last of us part two retrospective that we recorded nearly a year and a half ago now. Um, eight times. Well, that's it. Next week, it's David. Oh, boy. Miles is a bit disappointed because, of course, they hadn't released who was playing David. It was supposed to be a secret. So then Miles was like, it's fucking known enough. Like, it absolutely has to be. It just like, makes sense. Why would they keep it a secret? <laughs> it just makes so much sense. And to be fair, he's right. It does make sense for them to keep it a secret because they were like, um, uh, what's his face? Won't Craig Mazin and um, Druckmann won't reveal who's playing um, David. So it was like, well, okay, that's obvious then. And then today, it's definitely not known enough. Like, yeah, although to be fair, he, he does, he looks, he looks like he plays a good. I nearly spoiled something then. Um, he looks like he plays <laughs> a decent David. Don't Troy and Nolan still like not buddies anymore? Haven't they fallen out? <gasps> yeah, they're not really friends they? anymore. They had a YouTube channel together. That. 
Yeah, they were doing a YouTube, YouTube channel together, together for ages. Uh, Troy became a bit of a dickhead and decided to go off and do his own thing because he thought he was better than it. So they then fell wow, out. Troy, you constantly making mistakes, mate. Like the NFT dickhead, and then you fall out of Noli, Uncle Noli. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was that his own podcast that he tried to make? Yeah. Uh, didn't really yeah, hear much um, of that afterwards. No, it didn't. Yeah, their YouTube channel just mm. kind of just uh, just abruptly stopped out of nowhere. Yeah, and, it was really uh, sad. Troy left yeah. the YouTube channel and that was it. So I don't think it was ever going to be Loading North, um, considering who's in the supporting cast for the next episode. Which is a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, though. Really, really cool. It would have been super YouTube, cool. Their YouTube channel was really sick, by the way, and all the videos are still up. So it was called Retro Replay. They do like playthroughs of all the games that they collabed on together, and it's usually Nolan playing, and they just talk about like how they did all the scenes and the voices and everything else. It's really cool. Yeah, that's sick. There's a great episode about um, see... The Last of Us, isn't there? Um, they've got a full series of it. I think they've yeah. done it. They've played it start yeah. to finish, and they've got guests from the cast spattered yeah. throughout it. So people that are in it in the game, like Sarah's character, is in the first episode. Yeah, and that's they talk a great to her about it and stuff yeah. like that. And what's pretty cool is that Nolan had never played the game and didn't know the rest of the story outside of his own lines and work. So he had to experience it all fresh <laughs> on camera Damn. to everyone. Damn. That's so, funny. Yeah. And we also get our first look at Ashley Johnson next week. Do we? Yeah. It's either next week or the week after. It's going to be the last two episodes. Well, it's got, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of the two episodes, isn't it? One of the two, yeah. I thought it was next. I thought I thought I saw it to next week, but maybe it was... Maybe, my, another, maybe they said something because I saw my, the screenshot. Yeah, my money was on this week. I thought it was going to be left behind. I thought we were going to get a full Ellie backstory to this week. Mm. Yeah, they were going to properly expand on it as to why she ended up in the QZ, yeah. what happened to her parents, you know. But mm. evidently, evidently I not. For those but... who don't know who Ashley Johnson is, I guess you haven't played the game. She is the voice of actual Ellie, not actual Ellie, but she is actually the voice of Ellie in the game, and she's going to play Ellie's mum. She sure is. So we're going to get a flashback of some sort. Yeah, at some point. I'm not quite sure where. At some point now. now I I'm think not it'll sure be now. in the last episode. Imagine if the yeah, information I mean... was wrong and it's just a random woman giving birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a random shot of Ashley Johnson crying. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Troy features quite heavily in the next episode. Um, yeah. Just... Quite a lot of lines, like Perry did. So like, obviously the guy who plays Perry is the guy who voices Tommy in the game. And they gave him better screen time yeah yeah so, I don't know if either that or they just showing all the highlights <laughs> yeah yeah I true this is a spoiler but I'm looking for no it might be a spoiler so never mind yeah um, maybe well, we'll talk about it off camera tell us after you stop recording yeah shall yeah. do <laughs> shall do but yeah um, alright then we will get I mean god this show doesn't get any easier fucking David Jesus Christ account <laughs> for uh our reaction to next week's episode next week um probably next uh friday morning and we seem to be sitting in that method quite nicely and um we will catch you on our main podcast again once again of course early next week where we talk about all the latest game news including a dead by daylight movie what <laughs> Woo! Woo! what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah because Apparently, it's done well enough to warrant a movie. There we are. What a world. What a world. Um, yeah, and more Microsoft Activision goodness. Can't wait to talk about that again. But yeah, it should be fun. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for listening. I've been Roscoe. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Farewell.
Joshua Thompson. Bye, everyone. And K to the A to the TKB. Bye-bye. Until next time. Oh, shit, no. When you're lost in the darkness. <laughs> I forgot to do it. Okay, can't do it again. <laughs> and don't forget... Look for the lights. <laughs>